everybody it's your girl today and jesse j welcome to this week's episode first things first now in this episode we're gonna jump right into the heated topic of race in america we know there's a lot of things that's happening right now um especially regarding the injustices that's happening to the black community so me and jazz we thought it would be interesting to explore the topic of race while giving our own perspectives and experiences on it. So I just want to jump right into it and hit Jazz with a question. You ready, Jazz? I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh. (laughs) So um, a lot of the times in media, we see a lot about outside violence against people of color. But on the flip side, how do you think community violence in black neighborhoods affect our own outlook as black people okay so mm-hmm. i personally think that violence against each other um in our own communities it gets overlooked it kind of mm-hmm. gets pushed to the side and i say that because it seems as if black lives only seem to matter when we're attacked mm. hurt and killed and mistreated by people that's non-black and I feel as if we get hurt by each other so much it's like so you mean to tell me that we can rape each other steal Mm. from each other um, rob each other other. (laughs) other, um, kill each other in cold blood right the only thing like we still have to open wounds on it but the only time that we can get a band-aid on that wound is if a person that's non-colored come over and hurt us then we screaming for our lives right yeah protect us and i just feel as if we seem to overlook what we do to each other and i feel like a lot of time that's because as bad as it sounds we Mm -hmm. become accustomed to it because for some of us that's what we were born and raised in some of us um that's -hmm. what we currently live in and then other of us who's going to forever be in that situation because they don't want to leave their neighborhood. They or, right? Or they don't have the resources. Resource, exactly. we, we have some people in a Black community that live in poverty and impoverished communities and they don't have the access to the resources that they need to get a better life for their family. So right. they're constantly living in this cycle of uh-huh. what we know and sometimes what we know can be just as damaging as um, outside of the community. And so I think the biggest part that we have to start mm-hmm. working on is um, protecting ourselves. Exactly. No, I definitely agree because it's like, even if you're not within that neighborhood, mm. if I feel like it, it expands beyond like yep. just the neighborhood that you're yep. staying if you're in the black culture in general, you know what I'm talking about. You know these crimes against each right. other right. that passes on down the line. The gang. Yep. Um, Number one. Sell, yeah, we can sell drugs to each other. We can kill each but other. But not on the same, other. not on the same block, because then it's the rivals. Exactly. And not if someone else comes over here. So it's like we don't care how we treat each other. But nobody else mm. will not come over here and treat us like that as well. Then it's an issue. And right. I feel like right. We got to start like, and I get some people probably say that 
oh no but it's different if they do it because then it's racism and then they just killing us because we black or mistreating us because we're black and i get that context 100 percent by the day a life is still gone if you yeah. take away the context a black person is still gone absolutely and nothing that can bring it back so it's like let's you know like try to focus on building out each other up and stuff yep. if we know how hard it is for us to be looked at as equal in outside of our race and things like that if we know we got a target on our back why are we still trying to tear each other down and kill each other yeah why are we mm-hmm. enemies why are we so divided and I think we talked about this where it's almost like it serves back Um, when you think about slavery days and where you have this divide and that was internalized and it was a cycle. And now you see in today's community where you have, I don't know if you've seen this before, you have in uh, communities of people of color, you have where it's, I'm over here, you're over there. I'm Jamaican, I'm Haitian, I'm African-American, but we never acknowledge the fact that we all still Black. Exactly. What's that about? You're absolutely right. It's like within the Black community, Mm. we further divide each other and put these classifications on each other. You're this, you're that, you're that. Mm. And I feel like, you know, we're going to get into that question kind of later and we can touch bases on it even further. But what are your thoughts on that? Like, about the outlook? Well, Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's almost what you said before about Sometimes we overlook it, we become desensitized to it, and mm-hmm. we always are quick to say, oh, but when this person does it, and because they're not Black, then, oh, it's a problem, it's an issue, it's racism. But mm-hmm. the thing is, what does that say about ourselves when we're killing each other just to be killing each other? Yeah, and it's cricket. We don't <laughs> get those protests, and we don't get the hashtags and stuff for each other. Right. We mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, free my boy. Yeah, free, free my boy. When yeah. you know what your boy did was not right at all. Mm-hmm. I don't support it. I don't support it. I don't support it. So you, you, Jess, you hit me with something uh, okay. controversial. You hit me with the next okay. one. Let me tell you. All right. So mm-hmm. what is your take on those who are not Black using the N-word? And why is it okay <laughs> for us quote unquote the black people oh, to say you. The black people. <laughs> the well black. you really hit it. Hit it on the now. Uh, well to be honest, you want my honest opinion? <laughs> I want the honest opinion. Be real with us. No. <laughs> no, I'm not cool right, with it. I, listen. No 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 like I'm not cool with it. And it's not it doesn't matter what race you are, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever you are I just mm-hmm. never really saw the purpose in non-black people wanting to be accepted mm-hmm. and saying the N-word around their black peers. It's like, what is that about? <laughs> people will always come out and say, oh, but you guys say it. Okay, and I'm black. Yeah, I say it. <laughs> we took a word that was meant to mm-hmm. be derogatory and we mm-hmm. tried to integrate it in our culture in a way in which we we claimed it and we changed the meaning per se like you know what i'm you know what i'm talking about no i get it feel like back then like during slavery it was something that was said to degrade us and to 
like dehumanize us but when we changed it and we took off the er <laughs> and, we put, and we put the a on the end <laughs> it's like hurtful <laughs> kind of like yeah it's like the commonality between yeah. us it's like we're saying oh we family like we relate on a level i that, get it right and so but it's like but still knowing its true origins and what it started mm-hmm. as it does make you wonder like is it okay for us as black people to use yeah. it to refer to each other even then? I mean, yeah. when you when you think about it like that, mm-hmm. I guess the answer should be no. But I agree. Like we talked about, I do think it's ingrained in our culture. I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel like no, because we know that it came from such a like derogatory um place to like belittle us and make Mm -hmm. us feel bad about ourselves and our color that no we shouldn't say that because we know it's true origin it doesn't matter if we keep the end if we reversed it remixed it yeah it doesn't Uh, matter it doesn't matter just because we added the a at the end of it took out the er Mm. it does not matter right and i think on top of that what you were saying i just feel like we've grown accustomed to it we yeah, were accustomed yeah. to referring to our homeboys and our family members mm-hmm. by this word. And yeah. sometimes even when you turn on the radio and you listen to any hip hop song, yeah. you're going to hear that. You're going to hear that mm-hmm. in one of the courses. And so uh, yeah. it's become like second nature. Like when something is that embedded in you, mm-hmm. that's hard to change. You don't yeah. think. No, I, I definitely agree. I feel like at this point, it's been passed down from generation to generation. Like you said, we've grown so accustomed to it. It's like we adapted that mm-hmm. um, word and now we use it in our daily vocabulary and stuff. Mm. I mean, and you already know, once you start a habit and, oh, man. Right. and I mean, we start at a very young age hearing these words and stuff that we kind of latch on to and we keep it going and it's hard so if you starting at 10 years old saying that and now you're like in your 20s mm. you got good luck Lord knows, yeah you got a lot of years with using this language and being okay with it and right. I feel like no we shouldn't say it but, but it happens but it happens and I feel like we gonna have a long way to go before mm. you know if we want to stop saying that, which we should stop saying it, but I doubt that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, change is not going to happen overnight. So mm-hmm. let's, okay, okay, okay. What do you think about this? <laughs> is there such a thing as light skin privilege in the Black community? I mean, a lot of the times we hear about the phrase white privilege, but mm-hmm. does anybody ever talk about light skin privilege? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like, uh-huh. y'all, let's be real. You know, we it's we divided right now. It's team light mm-hmm. skin versus team dark skin. Right. <laughs> and I feel like that's go, it goes all the way back to slavery days. Mm-hmm. You know, the light skin slaves, they're the house slaves. Mm-hmm. And the darker ones, they're outside. They're the field slaves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was a way to divide us amongst our own community kind of what we talked about earlier yeah it's like 
they didn't want us they didn't like us and they you know they wanted to separate themselves from us but they also wanted us to separate ourselves Mm. from each other because they knew they knew that if we were together we would be stronger but we're weaker Mm -hmm. when we're divided so hence now you have today (laughs) exactly and it's like and I just feel like it played a big role in the media because it's like the lighter skin people they're almost like the face Mm. of things and it's so bad now that it's like almost praise just for a black person to be a lead actor or actress <laughs> in a movie or a show or for them to be a love interest oh, like yeah. oh yeah he got a black girl in his video oh she's dark skin oh and all right all right and then they're why? winning all the emmys right <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job thank you thank <laughs> you and i'm like so you mean to tell me now all that one mm-hmm. you just feel like these like darker skinned people they they need all this praise and it's just almost like a pit party and stuff and I'm right. like so should we be divided and stuff based on our color no because at the end of the day the way they look at us we're still black yep. and I just feel like it's so hard sometimes when they try to put these stipulations and classifications on us and you're light skin, you're dark skin. What about the brown skin people? What mm, about just talking about yourself? Mm. <laughs> talking about myself. Like, where do we fit in? What do brown skin people fit in when you're not dark or light mm-hmm. skin? What about mixed people? Right. And I think yeah. they're black and you know of another ethnicity. Yeah. Like, what's that? I think that's a question a lot of times people are not asking. People mm-hmm. are only worried about one thing. What are you specifically? Mm. You can't yeah. you can't be both. So you gotta pick a side. And I think sometimes Ooh. that puts people in a very hard place to say That's uh, a good point you made. To say, well, damn, I'm both this and that. But damn, I gotta I gotta figure out where do I really fit? Because sometimes you'll have it where there's a certain group that may feel, well, you're not enough this to be a part of our group. And then you go to the other group and it's the same thing. So where do you fit in? It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so many different shades of black. There's so many different representations that could be, tra- be portrayed in the media. And not mm-hmm. even to the point where it's a pity party, but because they deserve it. Because they're good. Not just because yeah. they're dark skinned, but because they're good. Exactly. <laughs> I definitely agree with you because, you know, I love me some Viola Davis. Yes, queen. I'm like... <laughs> Some Issa Rae, I'm like absolutely very dark skin, very beautiful women and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like y'all deserve all of the praise y'all get. So let me ask you. Oh God, being of lighter shade, I ain't gonna say you light skin, but <laughs> being of lighter shade, yeah. Do you think that there's privilege and <laughs> you know being okay. lighter? Well, I I wouldn't say. Um, I wouldn't say there's privilege as much as so far, like in the workplace. I wouldn't okay. say that I am offered uh, bigger opportunities over uh, a darker skinned female. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, sometimes I do get a lot of comments about uh, the image of beauty and oh well. 
Mm-hmm. You're so light skinned and you're so pretty and oh, even your nose, you have a good nose. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> what, what does that mean? Your eyes are light. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you do know I'm still African American, right? Like you do know mm-hmm. that that changes nothing for me. That does nothing for me. Well, listen, you're always going to have somebody with an opinion or a preference, but I just feel like that's the weirdest thing where it's almost as if you're praising me because there's some features in me that you relate back to uh, European features, but mm-hmm. I'm still black. Exactly. You're absolutely right. right. And I, you know, man, you talked about it and I just mm-hmm. feel as if black people, we have such a hard time when it comes to beauty and things like that, because it's like, if our look doesn't fit their European standards, then something needs to be changed we need to straighten our hair out mm. or point. You know, or we're yeah. using the soaps remember those soaps oh, yeah. and the, the, soap. the beauty supply you. the beauty supply yes. store we, we got a the fading cream and things <sighs> like that and it's like what do you do <laughs> what do you do like, like it's almost can't be ourselves. yeah you can't be yourself you can't be the way you're born like even if you look at okay since we're talking about hair, even if you look at just like weaves, right? I ain't gonna mm-hmm. knock a weave because I like a good weave. I like I like a good weave here and there, but you know, I uh, I do prefer to just like let my hair breathe and be as natural mm-hmm. as I can be when I can be. But I do realize that there is an industry, the hair industry, that makes a significant amount of money off of black woman and we feed into this mm-hmm. culture because we're given the message that our natural hair is not enough it's not pretty mm-hmm. enough for them and what yeah. they feel is the standard so we have our we find ourselves not me I'm not gonna pay I'm not gonna pay listen my max is like around a hundred something 120 130 I'm not going over that price so you have certain people who are willing to do anything to get that look people over here paying three hundred dollars just for the bundles and that ain't gonna be me because i'm cheap thank you and so and so you have it where people are doing all of this just to appease society and say man i finally look good i finally look grown no baby like no that's not you like here and there that's fine but to say I'm never gonna show my natural hair. Oh, I hate what? that comment. I absolutely hate that comment. Mm. And I see a lot of people, oh, no one would ever see my real hair. What? So, you know, I always gotta be done. And I, me, you know, I'm just like, well, how your hair look under that in? Like, right. Like, is it that bad? Is it that like show <laughs> me? I wanna see. I'm curious. Exactly. I'm curious. And so I just right. feel like you know, and all the time they have hair. They have a hair mm. full of hair. But it's just not that texture that they feel is the good texture. You know what I'm talking about. They don't think, you know that good yeah. hair, bad hair type thing. If your hair is kinky, quality, and very like Afrocentric, yeah. then, oh, you got bad hair. You that got kills that, me. Yeah, like you got that black person hair. And you know what? That's so interesting that you brought that up because, yeah. like, my mother, she has, she has curly hair. Like, uh-huh. so when she wets it, it's curly and it's like this, right? And um, 
I didn't get that hair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. My brother got it. Um, oh, I did it. So did it. I just I remember like I would have people that would always be like, I would kill to have your mom's hair. Da, da, da. Like she has great hair. And then me, I'm over here standing. I'm like tapping <laughs> my foot. So you ain't gonna say nothing about my hair. <laughs> so, so my hair ain't cute. Huh? It, it ain't good enough. It ain't <laughs> curly enough. And like I just remember one person was like, She got good hair. What happened to yours? Me. Wow. I'm like, oh, okay. I see how it is. So it's even that own internal struggle of sometimes in your family, in your own um, immediate family, Mm -hmm. uh, you might not have the same uh, yeah, or features. You know what I'm saying? So Exactly. I agree. And I feel like that's why, you know, when you're growing up and you're young, Mm -hmm. that's that, those perms, you know, Oof. that's what you want a perm because you the want the creamy crack, right? Yes, that's what it is. It's the creamy crack, it makes Ugh. burn, and then the hot comb and the flat no. iron, oh, the greasy grease. Oh my god, just burning and killing your hair to be straight, and it ain't worth it. <laughs> it is not worth it. I'm trying to tell you, so let's talk okay. about something else. Come on, okay. hit me, hit me. So, what are your thoughts? on the recent changes that's been going on in the world in the midst of the protests. And do you feel as if these changes um, have a significant, hold significant weight? Hmm. Okay, so you gotta be a little bit more specific. What changes? Changes as far as like renaming things, Mm -hmm. people stepping down in offices, um, changes of rights. Okay, um, I get it. I got you. All right, I have your answer. So, hold on, clear my throat. (laughs) I I see all of these name changes. Uh And I think it goes back to what we talked about. I mean, after all these years, now y'all have decided to make Mm -hmm. these changes. So, all these years that you were okay with it, with making that decision to base a name off of something that could potentially be offensive to people of color, oh. after all of these years, you were okay with it. But it takes tragedy. It takes protests for you to mm-hmm. step out and say, oh, this might not be okay. Mm-hmm. That's whack. Listen, you know I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this all the time. All the time. is feel on the same thing I am not here for it nope. I am not here for these large corporations that want to issue public apologies Mm-mm. I am not here for um these people that's been in positions for 20 plus years want to step down I am not here for these groups want to change their name not here for the sympathy days. vote we're exactly. not here for it we're that's not here it for it it's a sympathy vote oh I'm gonna I'm gonna Stop doing it. I'm going to step down for a black person to do. I'm going to give this ride a black movie to be based on I'm going to change this name because it depicts a black person right. in a negative way. Listen, and and what you said about the ride, because we live in Florida, and so mm-hmm. we're very close to Disney World. And my thing is, you talk about, oh, yeah, we're finally going to change this ride, and we're going to make it based off of Princess and the Frog. Okay, but you do realize that Princess and the Frog came out in 2009 <laughs> and now it's 2020 and Tiana finally deserves a ride but Jasmine <laughs> but Jasmine can 
uh, Ariel, freaking Frozen ride. Like, I don't understand why it takes Mm -hmm. this long for you guys to decide that Tiana is finally worth a ride. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. I I totally agree. I'm like, you guys didn't know that Mm -hmm. depictions and things like this was derogatory and looked at black people in a negative light you didn't know that we should have been got some um, light shined on us and that's what i'm saying and i feel like nowadays corporations don't like they do things that sometimes i don't necessarily feel is genuine i think it's sometimes just to save face and to say to say like oh we care Mm -hmm. we're woke and today's trend is to be woke or exactly racially inclusive Mm -hmm. that's what it is and you know we always talk about it and like you said we live in a generation and time where it's everything is about a trend if it's not trendy we're not talking about it and it's like it's like you always say it takes tragedy mm-hmm. for something to finally like be done and I don't see the stuff that they're doing yeah I get it you know it's like small changes but changing pancake logos and group names it's just not enough for me call me um hard to please but I just don't I'm like we need changes we need real changes we need better policies and laws in place not this little stuff that they're doing like no right. you've been done this yeah we we want something that's going to protect us we want like you said policies we want action and so i think mm-hmm. i think i'm so tired of the trends i'm so tired of black lives being trendy i just i don't want the hashtag to be a cycle i, I you know what i'm saying like yeah. i don't that's not what we want so I don't want to be trendy, but at the end of the day, I know my worth. I know our worth. But the question is, do y'all know it? Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. So mm. let me ask you this question so you know we can both give our thoughts on it and then we can wrap things up. Okay. What is your hope for the community moving forward? Okay. So it's pretty simple. Um I just want us to come out stronger and I do want us to come out united. And the only way that we can do that is we have to invest in our communities. We have to build upon our communities and we just have to really hold ourselves to a higher standards than what we've been doing. You understand? So I want us to really, like you said, I want us to stop being sleep. I want us to have our eyes wide open i want us to really come together that's it be united i I mean i could have said it better myself i just feel like pretty much that's the same thing that i want i want us to understand each other more Mm -hmm. i want us to be more accepting of each other's differences i want us to be able to Unite and come together like you said. I want peace. I want people to be happy. Like freedom. It's, <laughs> it's too much negativity going on in the world. Right. Yeah. I so agree. Close us out, girl. <laughs> well, um, that's it for us, you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Um, till next time, it's your girls Dede and Jazzy J. Signing off.